Welcome home, everybody. I'm Jeremy Pearsons, and you are watching Legacy Television. And you're not watching this by mistake or by coincidence. We have prayed over you. I've prayed over you, our whole staff, our team. We have prayed over you, and we have asked God for you. We have asked God to give us access into your heart and into your home. And if you're watching this today, it's not by accident, you're an answer to our prayer. And I'm so glad you're watching this because I believe what the Lord has to share with you today and wants to say to you will change your life forever. So we're gonna pray together today and get right into the word of God. Father, we do love you. We worship you and we thank you for your word. We thank you for giving us your word to, to look to and to stand on. And we come boldly before your word today. We come boldly before your throne, your throne of grace. You invited us there, Lord. So we respond today to that invitation and we come boldly to the throne of grace. We ask you for the mercy that we need. We ask you for the help that we need and we receive it from you today in Jesus' name. I'm asking you, Lord, to give us eyes that see into your word, ears that hear your voice, hearts that understand who we are in Jesus and who Jesus is in us. We thank you for it. We give you praise for every good thing you're doing through this broadcast and in the lives of everybody watching. We give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to get your Bible. I want you to get something to write with, write on, and I want the Word of God to gain, like I said, access into your life today. I want to go first of all to the book of John chapter 1. John chapter 1, and look at maybe some verses you've, you've heard before, maybe not, but let's look at them together. And John chapter 1, just begin in verse 1, says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Or you could say there, all things were made through the word because that's who he's talking about. You see, we already, we get really excited about these things because Sarah and I believe that our assignment in this ministry through Legacy Studios, Legacy Television is to serve our generation with the word of God. And we're going to see this in a moment, but to say that is to say, we want to serve you with Jesus. And that's what Jesus wants to do is serve you and feed you and save you and heal you. So that's what he's talking about here. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And he, the word was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through him, the word. And without him, the word, nothing was made that was made. In him, the word was life. And, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. I want you to skip down to verse 11. Again, it's talking about Jesus. He, the word, came to his own, came to his own people, came to his own, his own town, his own city, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, or you could say as many as received the word, as many as received the word to them, he gave the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now look at verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld, we could see it. We beheld his glory, the word's glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father. Now watch this, full of grace and truth. I think it's the Amplified Bible that says full and overflowing with grace and with truth. Jesus is full of the glory of God. And John is writing here and he's saying, we saw it. 
man. We beheld it. We saw it with our own eyes. We saw the word, the word that was with God, the word that was God, the word that created this whole thing. We saw that word when God wrapped flesh around it and the word became flesh and we beheld his Jesus, the word's glory as of the only begotten of the father and Jesus, the word was full and overflowing with what? Overflowing with grace and overflowing with truth. In verse 15, it says, John bore witness of him, the word and cried out saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me for he was before me. Now watch this in verse 16. This is what I want you to see. And of his fullness or whose fullness? What is that? It's the word's fullness of the word's fullness. We have all received and grace for grace. So the translations say grace upon grace. So Jesus, the word made flesh, Jesus, who was God and was with God in the beginning. Jesus, who by him, all things were made. John saying, we saw his glory. He was full and overflowing with grace. And then he said, we all received of that fullness or out of that overflow, we all received grace. You know, every miracle in the life and ministry of Jesus is the result of Jesus being full and overflowing with grace. That's too much grace. That's excess grace. It's one thing to be full of it yourself, but it's another thing to overflow it with it onto people all around you. And that's what Jesus was full and overflowing with. It was the grace of God on him, the grace of God in him, and every miracle. I wanna, I wanna emphasize this because this is where we're gonna spend our time over the next several weeks. Every miracle in the life and ministry of Jesus is the result of the word of God overflowing into other people's lives, coming out of him, the grace that he was full of, overflowing out of him and into somebody else's life. Now, the truth is every one of us, you and me included, we are all full and overflowing with something. And you have to ask yourself, what are you full of? <laughs> what are you full of? You are either full of yourself or you are full of Jesus. You are either full of yourself or you are full of the grace of God because whatever you are full of, you will overflow with. And that's what the people around you are getting from you. The people in your family, the people at your job, the people in your school, they're getting from you exactly whatever you're full of and overflowing with. So if you're full of yourself, like most people are, as nice a guy or as nice a girl as you may be, the people around you don't need more of you. They need you full and overflowing with Jesus. They need you full and overflowing with the grace of God. Husbands, let me say this to you. Your wife, your family doesn't need more of you. They've probably had about as much as they could take. What they actually need is you full and overflowing with Jesus. That's what she needs. That's what your kids need. Wives, same thing's true for you. Your family is in need of you being full of the word. And to be full of the word is to be full of Jesus. And to be full of Jesus is to overflow with grace. And that's what your family's in need of. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word got flesh wrapped around it. And it dwelt among us. And it overflowed with the grace. I want you to go now to the book of Psalms. 
and look at what the psalmist said in chapter 107 in verse 20. It said, he, God, sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Now, for the last several days and getting ready for these broadcasts, I know this was the direction the Lord sent me in, but I've been asking myself this question about this verse. And I'm asking myself, what did the psalmist, what did he have in his mind? What was in his heart when he, when he penned these words? He sent his word and healed them. Well, if you go back and look through this entire psalm, it's one instance right after another of people, God's people even, getting themselves in trouble, then crying out to God, God rescuing them, responding to their cry. And then time after time throughout the Psalm, he says, oh, that men would praise him. Oh, that men would give thanks for his wonderful works. You see, this whole thing is, it's like a call and response back and forth. Really, it's a conversation. It's a conversation. It's God's people in need of God, crying out to God, God responding to that, rescuing them, saving them, healing them, and then them responding back to him, thanking him. That's the conversation right there. So over the next several weeks, we're going to talk about this conversation and what happens when people get caught up in this conversation, like I like to say, between grace and faith. Grace is God speaking to you. Grace is, his God, is, is God's word to you. He sent his word. He sent his word. Now, I don't know if this psalmist knew it, but you and I can see it so clearly that what he was writing there was prophetic, speaking about Jesus coming to us. He sent his word and he healed them. That's his grace. And we've already seen that in John chapter one. Now, how will you respond to it? This conversation shouldn't ever be one-sided. God has spoken and through his word is speaking to you and I, but in many cases, he's waiting for our response. He's waiting for us to respond to his grace and that's what faith is. Don't overcomplicate faith. Don't get confused about what faith is and how it works. It's just your side of the conversation. It's just you learning to speak God's language. And if you're going to have a conversation with somebody for that conversation to produce anything at all, at some point, you are going to have to learn to speak the same language. You know, they, they set this cup on set today and I didn't even think about it until right now. We were laughing about it earlier. I don't know if you can see that or not. Hola, it says. Now that right there is about the extent of my Spanish, hola. I may know a few other words, but really not enough to actually get into a conversation with somebody. So if I'm trying to communicate with somebody and I'm speaking English and they're speaking Spanish, we're not gonna get very far. At some point for us to get anything accomplished, for us to get anywhere in this conversation, we are going to have to learn to speak the same language. For you to get anywhere with God, for you to make any progress with him whatsoever in your relationship and for his plan to come to pass in your life. You're gonna to have to learn to speak his language. You are gonna to have to learn to respond in faith to his grace because he doesn't speak doubt. He doesn't speak fear. God no habla worry. So if that's what you're speaking to him, you are getting nowhere in your conversation with him. 
And what I want to do beginning today in the moments remaining that we have on this broadcast and over the next several weeks, we are going to look into the scriptures and we are going to find people who got what they came for. We're going to find people who had encounters with Jesus and the overflow of the grace of God that was on him and in him got on them and they were healed. As a matter of fact, I want you to go with me to the book of Mark. And what we're going to do for the next several weeks is just hang out right here in the book of Mark. We're going to look at the miracles in Mark, Mark's miracles, if you will. Mark chapter two, I want to begin there today. And I want you to see what happens to the people who get caught up in this conversation between grace and faith. I want you to see what happens in the lives of people specifically regarding the healing of their bodies. I know that there are people watching this broadcast right now and you're in need of healing. You're in need of the Lord to do something in your body, something physical, something emotional, something in your heart or in your mind, you're in need of healing and you are going to get it. I'm saying that by faith right now, you will receive your healing. I got a phone call just a few days ago. Sarah and I were away on vacation. We were sitting out on the balcony of our hotel, looking over the pool. It was beautiful. My phone rings. It's a friend of mine from back here and uh, awesome man of God, Dean Sykes. He's a powerful minister, has an awesome ministry. The Lord speaks to this guy on my behalf. And he has called me on a number of occasions and had words for me that were so spot on. And this time he called and he said, Jeremy, the Lord talked to me today about you. And he said, I want you to begin to expect things to happen. When you preach, begin to expect to see the manifestation of what you're preaching on right then and there. He said, when you preach healing, expect to see healings. When you preach prosperity, expect to see it in the lives of the people right then, not down the road sometime, but right then. So that's good news for you. I receive it as good news, but that's good news for you. If you're hearing this today and I'm preaching healing to you, then you and I need to begin to expect to see it right now. So get that expectation turned up because whatever happened to these people when they encountered Jesus, the exact same thing is going to happen to you when you encounter Jesus. Mark chapter two. I wanna begin here in verse one. It says, and again, he, so there you could say Jesus or you could say the word. The word entered Capernaum. The word has come to town. Jesus came back to town after some days and it was heard. I want you to circle that word heard or underline it. Draw your attention to it because you need to understand what happens when you hear the word. Faith comes. Faith is present. When the word is being preached, when the, when the word is in the atmosphere, faith is in the atmosphere. And the word had come back to town and people heard that the word was there. It was heard that he was in the house. In verse two, it says, immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Man, can you see this? What an amazing thing to think that Jesus was in a house, just like this one, this house that we're in right now. And the word is preaching the word. That's what Jesus was doing. The word was preaching the word. And there were so many people there that they couldn't get in, not even near the door. They were packed in the house, out the door. And in verse three, it says, then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. 
And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. Verse five, when Jesus saw their faith. So the word is present. And where the word is, where the word is being preached, that's the overflow of grace. And these guys came to him. The word had been sent to them in response. They came to him and they came in faith. How do you know they were in faith? Because it says Jesus saw it. He saw their faith. Didn't perceive that they had faith, didn't get some word of knowledge that they had faith, didn't have, you know, a special son of God x-ray vision into their hearts to see that they had faith. No, he saw it. Why? Because their faith just dug a hole in the roof. Get the, get the image here of what's going on. This is, a, this is a true account of something that happened in the life and ministry of Jesus. He's preaching and it's so packed out in the house and out the door that people can't get in. But these four guys who have brought their friend who was paralyzed, they bring him on a stretcher. And I don't know the backstory here. I don't know why this guy's paralyzed. I don't know what happened in his life, if he was born that way or if it was the result of some accident. All I know is he's got four friends that love him enough to not leave him in that condition. Man, I want friends like that. I want friends who will get me to Jesus when I can't get myself there for whatever reason. But even more than wanting friends like that, I know you want friends like that too, but even more than that, let us be friends like that. To me, I know this story is about this guy who's about to get his healing from Jesus, but I'm so blessed and taken back by these four friends. And even in studying this, I'm before the Lord going, Father, give me, give me somebody to be that kind of friend to. Because there are people for whatever reason who know better. Maybe they're not paralyzed physically, but they're paralyzed by fear, paralyzed by doubt, paralyzed by worry. And there are people who refuse to make a move, who refuse to step out in faith because of past experience or because of just being afraid, not being able to see how they're going to make it or how, how they're going to have their needs met if they step out in that. And they're paralyzed by that, man. And that's the attack of the enemy on their lives is to get them just, just to freeze up and to lock up. And maybe they're not paralyzed physically, but they're paralyzed inside. And it's keeping them from taking that step of faith. I want to be that kind of friend that picks them up and says, let me take you to Jesus. Let me take you back into the presence of God and let me get your faith stirred back up. I'm being that friend to you right now, whether you know it or not. I am being right now, if you're listening to this and watching this, I'm being the best friend you got. I am taking you to Jesus to remind you he is for you and not against you. And you need to just let that, that fear that has paralyzed you, let that come off you and be emboldened to take a step of faith just like these guys did. And they came to Jesus. And look at how many excuses there were to just go home that day. I mean, they, first of all, they had to come find him. All they heard was that he was in town. It was heard, the scripture told us, that Jesus was there, that the word had come to town. So they throw this guy on the stretcher and he's like, what are you doing? They said, shut up, we're taking you to Jesus. And they go, marching through the streets. We're looking for Jesus. We're looking for Jesus. Has anybody seen Jesus? And somebody's like, yeah, he's in the house. Take a left and then a right and then another left and you'll run right into a huge crowd. And they are making their way through this town to find Jesus. And when they get there, 
There's no parking. There's no room to sit. And how many people right now are staying away from the church that God has called them to because they can't get a good enough parking spot or they can't, there's never any good seats when we get there. Oh, we're already too late. Let's just go home or let's not go at all. There are stupid things like this that are keeping people every day out of the presence of God. Keeping people away from the word and what they don't realize is that your healing's there. Your miracle's there. If God has put you in a church, he's put you in a family, don't let anything ever keep you out of that house. You go get in that house. I don't care if you have to park on the next street, go get in that house. I don't care if you have to stand up for the whole service and there's a move of God that lasts the entire time, get in that house. And that's what these guys did. Their faith was unwilling to give up. Their faith was unwilling to draw back. So they found a set of stairs going up around the side of that house, got up on top of that house, dug a hole in the roof, interrupted the whole service and let this guy down at the feet of Jesus. Now, here's what we're going to see over the next several weeks is that amazing things happen at the feet of Jesus. Miracles take place at the feet of Jesus. Now, I want you to see this before we go, and I can already tell we may have to pick up on this in the next broadcast, but I gotta leave you with this thought today. The first thing Jesus said when he saw their faith in verse five is he said, son, oh God, don't you know it was good to hear that word? Jesus called this guy son. Son, your sins are forgiven you. Now, you know how this thing turns out, and I can tell right now we're gonna have to pick up there in next week's broadcast, but I can't leave you without showing this to you. He said, son, your sins are forgiven you. It seems like an odd way to start a healing miracle, but in this time and in this culture, it was widely accepted that if you were sick, there was sin in your life. As a matter of fact, everybody just knew that you couldn't be healed physically until you'd been forgiven of your sin. And what I want you to see there is the condemnation that's built into that. What keeps people away from God and away from church and away from other believers, especially when they're sick, especially when they're tormented in their bodies is this condemnation that tries to set in. I am this way because I deserve to be this way. And Jesus, knowing this, knowing that it was very possible that it was that condemnation that put this guy in a paralyzed position. Condemnation is paralyzing people even now. And Jesus dealt with the condemnation before he ever dealt with the healing, before he ever dealt with the, the condition that had paralyzed this man, he dealt with the condemnation. And he said, son, you're forgiven. That is God's word to you today on this broadcast. If you're watching this right now and there's sickness in your body, the word of the Lord is coming to you and he's saying, you're forgiven. Let me deal with this condemnation right now before we ever get into this other physical thing. You are forgiven. In Jesus, there is therefore right now no condemnation. And if he's for you, who can be against you? 
I want you to receive that word right now and let that overflow of that grace go to work in your body. We're about to spend a few moments worshiping. Sarah's gonna lead us into a song all about healing. And as you sing it, as you minister it to the Lord and as he ministers it to you, I want this to go around inside of you right now. I am free from condemnation. I am forever forgiven and I am healed. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.